Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. I feel like God is doing in the spirit what we have asked him to and prayed for, sowing seeds into built family strong. Uh, I feel a unifying spirit of God in this place. Uh, I feel like today is a step into a new beginning for us. Uh, I have been <clears throat> on the high place, in the high place with God, seeking the face of God, and uh, there's a lot of revelation coming. We need to be more attent to have our ears open and our eyes open to what God is doing. I'm trying to decipher to what uh, needs to be poured into the body and just preached at this point. Uh, but I want to encourage you as the body of Christ, uh, we're in the most trying times that we've ever seen anybody in this house, on this planet, at this time. But the most exciting times as well for the body of Christ. So we don't want to miss anything that God is doing. Matter of fact, this morning I will preach to you prophetically. Of course, I guess every word out of the word of God is a spirit of prophecy. But... uh I'm going to preach prophetically on a different level. If you want to turn with me, you can go ahead and turn with me to the book of Isaiah chapter number 22. There are some things I need you to know or you'll miss the movement. Uh, first of all, before I, I start preaching, uh, tonight we're having uh, the word mandatory is being used a lot right now through our government of mandatory this and mandatory that. So tonight, we're having a mandatory service, meaning all of you have to be here. It wasn't a joke. <laughs> we'll see if I'm Papa Dean or not, won't we? <laughs> uh, if you have kids or grandkids, you have to be here tonight. Uh, or let me put it this way. If I told you that there was a sniper and he had your child or your grandchild in his sights. And he's out to take them out, but I could tell you how to avoid it. Would you not be here tonight? And I'm not over-exaggerating. Uh, I, I, I've never really been that guy to a certain degree anyway. But there's things that you need to know to prevent what's going to happen. So... Uh, I'm challenging you, if you have kids or grandkids, that this is information you need, and then we're going to share information with you how to make sure it does not happen to you. But I sure feel sorry for your kids if you're that person who sits there saying it won't happen to us. Uh, your kids and grandkids are not safe. I can't put it any more emphatic than that. So tonight's not optional, it's mandatory. You, whatever you got on schedule, you would be smart to, to change your schedule to be able to be a part of this vital, vital information of closing out uh, Built Family Strong. No, the kids, it will not be appropriate for kids, but the kids will be taken care of. That's another thing, thank you for asking. Uh, of the kids of all ages will be taken care of. So don't worry about not coming because you got kids. Bring them on. Gym's going to be open. There'll be child care back there. 
Uh, I say invite your friends, invite your neighbors, invite anybody you love who's got kids. Um, bring them back with you tonight. All right, Isaiah chapter number 22, verse number 19. Before we start reading these scriptures, I need you to know that Isaiah chapter number 22 is a, a unique chapter of prophecy. Isaiah is known as a major prophet. Uh, this man was, he, he lived years, years uh, uh, in the future, declaring what thus saith the Lord. And Isaiah chapter number 22, it's a, it's a chapter, unless you're a real Bible student, you're not going to get into and not, maybe not going to understand because in prophecy there's types and shadows and uh, allegories that the prophets would use to help us understand. But what's happening in Isaiah chapter number 22 is there is a transfer of power. And it's amazing to me that God would give us this prophetic message in the season that we're in right now because America is in the greatest struggle of her life because of a transfer of power. Amen. Uh, and you have not seen the end of the battles that you're going to see between now and November, December, January. Uh, anytime there's transition, can I talk to y'all for a few minutes this morning? In any level of life, uh, plant life, uh, animal life, human life, at every level of transition, there is, it's preceded by chaos to a certain degree. Every level of transition is preceded by a shaking, a birthing, uh, a travail, uh, 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 just it, it, it brings uh, an indifference into the environment. In every election year, we see this happen. We see it happen anytime there's a transition from one president to the other. Uh, there's an extreme battle that goes on between two mindsets. Amen. And, and of course, this year it's magnified unbelievably. Uh, it's, it's, just, it's just off the charts. It's because it's transition. Well, what's happening in the natural is also happening in the supernatural. I don't know if you know it or not, but your Bible teaches that you can look at the things of nature and understand the things of God. Well, you can, you can look at the happenings of nature in the natural realm and know that it's just a physical picture of what's happening in the spiritual realm. Uh, and in the book of Isaiah, there's a transition. And this transition here is in the body of Christ, if you will, because there is a leader in power who has been given power, been given dominion, been given the ability to rule and to reign. And he has used that power for his own good. So God said, I'm going to strip you of your power and I'm going to raise up someone in your place who will use my power according to my will. Well, I want to submit to you prophetically, that's what's happening in the body of Christ. The church has been afforded the power uh, and the manifestation of the person of God. But for the most part, the church has used it for its own glory. Used it for its own good. Used it to pad our own pockets, if you will. Build our own empires. 
build our own reputation. Well, there is a shaking going on in the United States of America that these empires are coming down. They're coming down and God is reestablishing the family of God. Oh, I wish I could make you believe it like he's been telling. So we're going to start right in the middle of the chapter to where the unworthy power, the unworthy man in office who usurped authority and, 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 and used his authority for his own good, he's now being removed and being replaced. Look in uh, verse number 19. 22.19 says, and I will thrust you from your office. Now, I'm, I'm coming out of the Amplify, which I don't usually do. But I will thrust you from your office, and from your station you will be pulled down. And in that day I will call my servant Eliakim, son of Hilkiah. Now, this is that Old Testament prophetic view of Christ himself too. He said, I'm taking you out of position, and I'm going to replace you with my servant. 21 says, and I'm going to clothe him with your robe and I'm going to bind your girdle on him and I'm going to commit your authority to his hand. In other words, I'm going to transfer everything I gave you into worthy hands because you squandered it. I want you to notice something right now. We're talking about government. We're talking about authority and we're talking about dominion. He says, I will clothe him with your robe and I will bind your girdle on him. I'm going to commit your authority into his hand and he shall be a what? He shall be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. And the key of the house of David, the authority of the family of God. Are you with me now? The key of the house of David, I'm going to put on his shoulder And he's going to open up some stuff nobody can shut. And he's going to shut down some things nobody can open up. Somebody shout transfer. I'm talking about the body of Christ. Anytime you read about the prophecy of Jesus Christ, you're talking about the body of Christ. Because he is the head of which you are the shoulders. Are you with me now in this scripture? I'm going to give him the key, which means the the power and the authority of the family of the house of David. I'm going to lay upon his shoulder. He shall open and nobody can shut it. He shall shut and no man shall open. And I will fasten him like a peg or a nail in a firm place. (laughs) And, And listen to me. And he will become a throne of honor and glory to his father's house. Somebody say transfer of power. And they will hang upon. Now, now, now we talk about the church. We're talking about Jesus. And you're the church and you're the body of Christ. Amen. I'm going to fasten him like a peg or a nail. And he will become a throne of honor and glory to his father's house. Somebody shout God ain't through with America. Amen. Don't come here singing no sad song to me. He ain't through with America. We just got to go through a shaking so there can be a transfer of power. And they will hang on him the honor and the whole weight of responsibility for his father's house. The offspring, the issue of the family, high and low, and every small vessel from the cups even to the flask uh, and big bulging bottles. 
Look at Isaiah 9 and 6. You don't have to turn there. I'm sure he'll put it up on the screen for you. Isaiah chapter number 9, verse number 6. For unto us a child is born. This is that major prophet talking about our Jesus was coming. For unto us a ch child is born and what? A son is given. Isn't it amazing how God uh, translates family into government? Are y'all seeing the correlation in these scriptures? Unto us a child is born, a son is given, and government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth and forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. <laughs> Somebody looked at your neighbor, I, I believe in crowd participation. Tell them, don't worry. I know our government's turned upside down. I know they don't know what they're going to do. I know they're going to fight one another. And you got left and right, and Republican and Democrat, and they're going to fight and fight and fight and fight. And it looks like they're going to tear our country all apart, acting like a bunch of sport brats and, and school kids. Amen. But I just came to let you know we're not in that kingdom. Oh, I, I ain't getting no help. Amen. We are in this world, but we're not of this world. We're in another kingdom, and God said, I'm going to bring government and peace to this kingdom. The, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. So don't get too wrapped up in the chaos. What I'm seeing in these scriptures is, y'all going to go with me this morning? Hey, dude, I love you, man. Uh, the kingdom of God is unlike any other kingdom on earth. Natural kingdoms, and, he, and this is how, natural kingdoms are made up of superiors and subjects. God's kingdom is made up of a father and his children. Uh, come on, is that, is that just amazing? Amen. It's made up of a father and his children. You want to know why? Because subjects are not heirs to their superior's estate. Sons are. Subjects don't get to share the estate of their father. Sons and daughters do. Amen. We, we share the estate with the Father. The, lo the love of the Father was manifested in His kingdom, in His family, if you will, uh, by His desire to share His kingdom with His sons and His daughters, uh, opposed to superiors that have subjects that are nothing but slaves. What a kingdom. Amen. What a key. No wonder the Bible says in 1 John, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we could be called His sons. In other words, He says, Everything I own, you own. Everything that I am, you am. Somebody ought to help me just a little bit. It was, and, it, and listen to me, it was the genius of God to create the family. Amen. And when you understand the power of the family, you automatically understand why the family is the target of the devil. The devil is trying to destroy the family unit. 
There's organizations designed right now to utterly destroy the family unit. And you're going to know why before this message is over. It was the genius of God to create his kingdom out of a family because the family unit gives us a point of reference, reference to the multifaceted nature of God. And I ain't got time to teach that, but it's a powerful thought. But it's through the opti optical prism, if you will, prism, not prison, through the optical prism of the family that we get a clear view or a point of reference of what divine government looks like. If you want to know what real government looks like, all you got to do is look at the family. Amen. And I know that's hard to teach or preach today because the devil has destroyed the family unit. And the father is no longer the presiding head. Amen. And taking his role as the presiding head over his family. The mother is, is, is no longer taking her role in so many cases of coming up beside him and being his helpmate. Amen. But the family unit was designed so you could understand what government really looks like. Amen. Fathers, you better hear me. I've been thinking a lot about you and praying a lot for you. Amen. The reason the Father is under attack. Amen. You, you are under attack because you are the head of your family. You're supposed to be leading, sacrificing yourself for, giving yourself for, providing, caring, nurturing, pouring into. So the devil says, if I'm going to destroy the family, i got to take the Father out. I got statistics that would blow your mind, amen, of, of, of what a fatherless nation has turned into. Obama himself said it uh, four years ago or, or eight years ago before he was elected, amen. And I, I recently would have went back and looked that quote up, amen. But, but sons or children without fathers was like 20 times more likely to end up in prison and in poverty. The devil hates the family. And he especially hates you daddies. He especially hates your, you fathers, amen. Because he knows when you rise up and become the father God wants you to be, then divine government comes into your home. And the increase of that government, there is no end. And peace begins to fill your home because your influence is indispensable. That's why these organizations are starting to say, we're going to tear down the nuclear family. Amen. We're going to tear, they said, we're going to dismember, amen, the patriarchy structure of the family meaning we're going to do away with the dad we don't need him no more is anybody listening to me it's a trick of the devil amen everything is built upon the father I didn't write this stuff God did amen that's why he fights you you're a target amen because your kids will be more apt to follow your influence than your, their, their mother's influence Statistics prove it. I just ain't got time to play with it today. Amen? It proves it. So the genius of the father, it was, it, it was just the, the wisdom of, the God, of God that created the family. When God got ready to bring his glory come all from heaven to earth, what did he create? A family. Amen. He said, I'm going to introduce my government through the family. I'm going to introduce my kingdom to the earth through the family. 
Amen. The family will be the earthly representation of a heavenly government and I will rule the world, amen, in righteousness through the family. Through the Christian family, amen. And, and, and the, genius, uh, the genius of God making uh, us his sons and daughters is because the reason uh, he made us sons and daughters is because his will, his word, and his kingdom, his purpose, his destiny for the earth is safe only in the hands of sons. Amen. His power, the dominion, and the person of God that he was about to pour out on earth. He said, I can't give this to subjects because subjects will do what Lucifer did and try to usurp me and become greater than me. He said, but if I give it to sons, sons have my DNA. Amen. Sons have my heart. Sons know my will. Sons, amen. They'll, uh, they'll, 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 they will steward well what I decide to pour out upon the earth. Amen. Why? Because they have the same genetic fingerprint that I do. My family has the same genetic fingerprint that I do. My God, I tell you, now, ain't nothing like the family. Therefore, if they're my sons, they'll have the same inclinations. They'll have the same desires. They'll have the same pursuits and passion. God said, I can't, I can't trust my godness to subjects. I can, only, I can only trust my godness to true sons and daughters. Because they will always have the heart of the Father. And then we had Jesus who came with the DNA of Christ and gave us a public, amen, natural uh, example of what it means to be subject to a father and to fulfill the father's will at all costs. Are you listening to me? As a matter of fact, love and family is so the driving force. Y'all go with me this morning. I said love and family is so the driving force of the activity of God that the Old Testament, we heard this last night, that the Old Testament closes out with a promise to the family. Isn't that amazing? Look it up in your Bibles. In the book of Malachi, it's the last chapter, and the last scriptures closes out. He says in Malachi, Behold, I'm going to send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers back to the children, and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Can I tell you, all of the entire Old Testament, or all that the Old Testament uh, established, all of the promises in every bit of everything God promised us, God closes out the Old Testament with a promise to restore the family. Wow. Uh, as a matter of fact, without, this scripture says, Fluky, without the restoration of the family, Without the renewal of the family, then all of creation, all its vast oceans, its beautiful mountains, its lush valleys, amen, all of its industry, everything that we put so much value on, he said, without the restoration of the family, I'll curse it all. I'll curse it all because none of it is in comparison to the family. Amen. As a matter of fact, the earth was nothing but the nursery God created to give birth to his family. Amen. Isn't it amazing now? Amen. We're destroying the family and protecting the nursery. 
I'm going to let y'all think a little bit. Uh, we got it so backwards, amen. And, and I'm not talking about the green government and all that. I'm talking about dads and moms uh, who has put more emphasis uh, on making money than raising Christian children. Amen. We, we put more value on temporal things uh, than this invaluable thing that God called the family that he would close out the Old Testament with. I'm telling you, I'm going to restore the family back to its rightful position. So he closes out the Old Testament with a prophetic promise of restoration. And the New Testament opens up with a fulfillment of that promise. Remember, it was when Gabriel, John was in the, uh, or uh, Zechariah was in the temple and he was offering up sacrifices to God and Gabriel himself. Gabriel himself, God's right-hand man, showed up and told Gabriel, he said, let me tell you who your son is. He is that Elijah that Jesus, that was prophesied about 400 years ago, and he is going to rise up, and he's going to bring restoration to the family. Are you listening to me? The old bookend, the bookend of the Old Testament is a promise to the family. The bookend to the new covenant is restoration to the family. And it's being destroyed. It's being attacked by the enemy. Are you listening to me? He said in uh, Gabriel, from the lips of Gabriel, <laughs> he said, let me tell you who you're about to, your, your wife's going to give birth to in your old age, Zechariah. He said he's going to go before Christ in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers back to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. Listen now, go with me. To make ready a people prepared for the Lord. In other words, the, the, the spirit. Are y'all listening at me, church? The spirit that precedes the establishing of the kingdom of God is the spirit of reconciliation of the family. He said, Jesus can't even be manifested until the family's restored. I come to do a work, John said, amen, or, or John's mission was, amen, that you can't see a, manifested, a manifestation of Christ without restoring the family. Can I tell you, Christ is manifested in the family. No wonder the devil wants to tear up the family. No wonder he wants to belittle the father. I tell you, he has emasculated the man in the world we're living here today, amen. We, we went through a phase where the, the false teaching out of the pulpit built a, a, a uh, uh, help me Holy Ghost, built a uh, dictator in our homes that I am man, you are woman, you are less than me. Amen. Preachers who didn't understand the gospel preached a false gospel. Amen. And made men tyrants in their own home thinking when women were less than. Are y'all hearing me? And, and should be submissive to. Amen. But God is bringing around his true order and government and he's going to establish the man of God to be the Christ of his home and the woman of God is going to come up beside him and they're going to produce government uh, that will bring peace into their home. If there's chaos in your home, it's because government is out of order. It's because the family is out of order. It's God's way. We needed a heavenly father to speak into us where I was. Amen. Thank God for the mother that's hoeing the row, but she can't speak the destiny into that son or that daughter like the father can. It was the father of the Old Testament that laid his hand on the heads of his sons and daughters and spoke destiny into them. Somebody shout it with me. Arise, you fathers. Amen. If he's a man sitting close to him, shake him up and say, rise up and be the anointed father of your life. Lead your family.
family. Get government in order. Quit throwing rocks at your TV because government is out of order and get government in order in your family. Because when the family gets in order, our communities will be in order. Our nation will be in order. Healing for our nation will never be found in the White House. Quit thinking we're waiting on the right man to get in office. We've had every kind of man you could ever want. Black man, white men. Uh, are you listening to me? Amen. Republican, Democrat, and the nation ain't no better than it was. Why? Because that ain't who God ordained to bring order into the society. It comes uh, through your living room of mom and dad uh, and children sitting around a Bible somewhere and learning what the government of God looks like. And for some of you single parents, it's you sitting there bringing order back to your house. That's where government begins. He said, the spirit that precedes the establishment. Are y'all tying this stuff together now? I hope I don't get too radical. He said, what's got to precede the manifestation of Jesus is restoration of family. So John said, I came in the spirit of Elijah. <laughs> Amen. You see, it ain't even about a personality. It's about a spirit. That's the reason they couldn't understand John was Elijah. And Jesus said, if y'all can release that, John is Elijah. They said, John can't be Elijah. Elijah's dead. It's because you think temporary. I'm talking about a spirit of reconciliation that flows from one generation to another generation. If you want to... <laughs> so according to Jesus, I am John. I am Elijah. I am the spirit of reconciliation coming to re reconcile the hearts of fathers back to their sons and sons back to their fathers. God's plan is not limited by your lifespan. Your lifespan. You are, but his plan's not. So that's why he could stand 400 years before and say, Elijah is coming. Elijah may have already been dead. I don't know. Is anybody listening to me? It's because I don't know what God's promised you, but it's so big, you'll need children to fulfill it. You'll, you'll need some successors to do everything God called you to do. No wonder the devil don't want you to, no wonder the devil wants you to abort that child. No wonder the devil wants to take this generation out. Because the promise can't be fulfilled without succession. That's why it's hard. Are y'all hearing me? Benny Douglas, you remember, you remember the board meeting? You remember when y'all voted me in? Was there was what, 18 people? That Wednesday night, y'all voted me in. They voted me in to be the pastor of this church. <laughs> me and Benny tied up. God tied our hearts together. We was just close. We were really close. Matter of fact, Fluky, I think you was in on it back then. You remember I sat in the elders meeting when they were trying to fill me out. <laughs> you know, trying to fill me out. We want to hire this guy or not. And I told them men... I said, if we do this thing right, you will never be in this position again. You will never be without a pastor. Y'all remember that conversation? I said, if you guys will flow with me, amen. There's a father spirit that's supposed to be in the house of God and you're not supposed to vote on another daddy. 
somebody help me every five years where there is a kingdom there is a succession of Dubai and because I'm not just a pastor of this house I am a father of this house and as a result sons are being raised up and you'll never vote again and my DNA is the DNA of God and it'll be handed down from generation to generation Men are full of pride and self-esteem if they think God's going to build churches on their personalities and then they die and you get another personality. It's so far from the kingdom. Amen. Are you listening to me? He said, I got to have fathers. Amen. And, and I'm just an ignorant old country boy, logger by trade. Logger, not lawyer. Logger. <laughs> Amen. By trade. I don't know how to do anything but follow God. But because of a spirit of fathership, he'll give birth to sons. He'll give birth to daughters. If you've been called to preach in this ministry, stand to your feet right now. Come on, if you preach in this ministry, stand to your feet right now. And some of them are gone. Some of them are gone right now. Stand up, Jennifer. Come on, if you preach, I need you to stand up. Don't, don't leave me hanging. Amen. Are you listening to me? Got another spiritual son that's not here today. Amen. Are you listening to me? In an environment of family, sons and daughters are born. And I would put these sons and daughters against any preacher in the United States of America. Is anybody listening to me? This is what government looks like. It just, but God spoke in prayer Saturday and said, the devil has castrated my preachers. He made them eunuchs. They serve well, but they don't produce anything. They just do what the hierarchy tells them to do. And they're puppets on strings, serving communities. That's what's happening to the American family right now. Mama, daddy, amen, you've been castrated and your kids have become the bosses of your house. And you're just serving their every need. You better rise up and be a father to your children, a mother to your children that creates boundaries in their lives. Hey! So, back to my message. Just keeping you straight. He closed out the Old Testament. He could have, he could have reminded us of the vast temples. He could remind us of the judiciary system, the Ten Commandments. Oh my God, the elaborate priest robe and everything else. He could have, he could have, he could have reminded us of anything. But on the way out of the Old Testament, before he shut his mouth for four hundred years, he said, "There's going to be some chaos." But in the chaos, the spirit of Elijah is going to rise up, and there's going to become healing in the family unit. And then Christ is going to step on the sea. Can I tell you? We are in transition in the family unit. I know it looks like the devil's winning, but the family unit is about to be shaken to it. Somebody ought to get on your feet right now and praise God for family. Come on. My God, we got to fight for family. We got to fight for family. 
Why? Because according to Isaiah, the glory of the Father and the house hangs on the family. I'm going to say that again. You might want to write that down. Tweet it. Do something with it. Write it on your britches leg right now. The glory of the Father's kingdom hangs on the family. The family is the nail in a sure place. Amen. Not a family that's built like we see them built on this earth. That's built on on culture. I'm talking about a family that is established in a sure place. In heavenly places, this family cannot be shaken. It's fastened. Isaiah said, there's going to be a transfer of power because old Sheba, or whatever his name was, he thought it was all about him. So I'm going to take his seed away from him and give it to somebody else. And it's going to be the family... And on this family, I, I, I really wanted to do an illustration. I really wanted to get a board here and drive a nail in it and then start hanging things on it. Because God said, all of my glory hangs on the family. <laughs> the glory and the government of the kingdom hangs on the family. So the devil said, well, I got it. All I got to do is pull the nail. If I pull the nail, I ain't got to attack tongues, prophecy, the gifts of the spirit. I ain't got to attack all these devils. All I got to do is pull the nail. Because if the family is removed, the glory is removed. If the father is destroyed, I got the family. He said, I promise you, I don't know why, but there was 400 years of silence between the old and the new. Have you studied that there, Bible student? Yeah, I present to you, Professor Kamal, in Bible school. I never got Bible school, so I need you to learn this stuff. Teach us guys, amen. According to what I've been taught of being smarter than me, there was 400 years of silence. Amen. And when that 400 years of silence was over, amen, God had it planned out. Well, Ben's my kingdom is built on a family. I can't, I can't build, I can't send Jesus until you get the nail in place. And when you get the nail in place, I can start hanging some glory on it. Does anybody need some glory in your home? Get the nail! <laughs> Easy, Pastor. Get the nail in place, amen. Get the family in order. Men, rise up and quit being a castrated eunuch. You sissy. That was off the record. God spoke to me the same time he spoke to you as in prayer meeting. I've called a prayer meeting, a special prayer meeting for people who have prayer closets here on Sunday morning. I'm at Saturday morning at 7.30. Amen. There was eight women and two men. God said, this is the condition of my church. Amen. Because men are too proud. Amen. They're too full of themselves and they're too busy. Amen. To be the real man. They don't know what a real man is. Is anybody listening to me? Amen. I ain't bashing nobody. I'm just telling you what the Holy Ghost said. He said, this is the condition of my church. Women are having to carry on their shoulders what the man ought to be carrying. Whoo, man, I felt that. Somebody just shot me with an arrow. <laughs> Women are having to carry what the man ought to be carrying. I'm so sick of macho men who's ashamed to say the grace over a meal or sit. Well, that ain't the Holy Ghost. That's just pure flesh.
Thank you, prophetess. He said, okay, I'm going to close out the Old Testament. You women are awesome. You women are awesome. You women of God that are carrying. God gave us a word last night. Amen. That you, Deborah's, the honor that man could have got, Deborah, you're going to get. And God's going to give you the victory, even though you're knuckle. Oh, some of you wives ought to shout right now that I don't miss my blessing because I'm married to her. That's why God put you in the body. You can have fathers over you. You can have fathers over you. You can have big brothers. Have you ever noticed the whole New Testament is built on father? You're my brother. You're my sister. Have you ever noticed that? Is this government or is it family? Yes. Is this government or is it? Yes. And, and, and the only safe place is the kingdom family because I got my brother to pick me up with my fall and then I got my other brother to say, ho, 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 ho. Ho, ho, put your hand down. Put your... Ooh, that was rough. I'm sorry. I'm anointed and I don't think anything hurts, but that hurt. <laughs> Are you listening to me? And there's safety in the family. There's safety in the family. And that's why people leave the family because they don't want nobody sticking hand, turn it over this time. <laughs> they don't want nobody slapping their hand when they step out of place. Is anybody listening to me? It's the love of a family. It's the government of God manifested through the family. Because we don't understand family. I'll just find me another family. Really, you can't do that. No, no. You got my DNA. You can't do that. I'll go get me another daddy. No, you can go get another sugar daddy, but you'll never get another father. You'll never get You may go get somebody who, who will go along with what you wanted to do, but you'll never find another father like the father who begat you who will say, you need to take your eyes off that, your hands off that. Build family strong. <laughs> Did that work, Bobby? No. Oh, he liked it. Build family strong. <laughs> my God are y'all with me he said I got to restore the spirit of family because the spirit of reconciliation of the family precedes the introduction of Jesus it precedes you want revival in your church get revival in your home you want Jesus to show up at your church get revival in your home and you will infect. See, we got it all backwards. We want to come here, amen, and we want to do the Big Bang Theory. Something supernatural happened and we all go home, no change. No, bring change into your home. Awake, shake yourself. Oh, God, I wish I had a line I could put on the screen this morning. Shake yourself. I got it. Why did the family have to be restored? Because according to Isaiah, the glory of the father's house hangs on the family. So what he said, the key of the house of David I put on your shoulder, you're going to open some things. You're going to release some things. You're going to allow some things, and you're going to disallow some things. You're going to, you're going to start some things, you're going to stop some things. You're going to build some things up, and you're going to tear some things down. i got to show you something about this family before I'm through. This family was designed to be the full expression of the Father's government. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He said, all I'm trying to do is get a heavenly government manifested in an earthly realm. 
And there ain't but one way to do that, and that's through family. That's through family. That's why most people don't like church government. Because you're not looking for a family. You're not looking for a father. We're not looking for a father. I've always learned that I could tell who was my true sons and daughters after a real good chewing. Because if you're not my kid, you ain't going to take it. You ain't my daddy. <laughs> oh, come on, y'all. This is too real. You ain't my daddy. Huh? I don't know about y'all, but when me and my buddies I was playing with did something we wasn't supposed to do and it got time for the whipping, I said, I'll see y'all later. I'm going home. <laughs> that's, that's the culture of the church now. You ain't my daddy. So you don't have no daddy anywhere. So if you don't have no daddy anywhere, you don't have no destiny. You're going to end up in prison. Oh, I ain't talking about locked behind bars. I'm talking about spiritual prison where you'll never step into your destiny because you couldn't submit to government. So you can never have the authority to rule until you have been ruled. God, that's too much. I, yeah, you teachers work that. Kyle Melton, I hope you're listening. This buddy of mine in Kentucky. Teach it. I want to submit to you the kingdom of heaven, write this down, cannot exist without the family. That's, that's, that's putting a lot. Now, now, don't, let me keep working this. Gabriel said, John will come in the spirit and the power of Elijah. Can I prove to you? Can we play with this a little while? Oh my God, he's doing it. <laughs> if he gets that thing roaring, I'm going to leave here. Can I tell you that Elijah was so much like God that we have no record of mother? We have no record of father? And he just shows up on the scene. His name is Elijah. El, which means God. Jah, which means Jehovah. So when you seen Elijah, you were saying, that's Jehovah God. In person. He was so much God that he didn't suffer death like you and I, but he was translated just like Christ. Is anybody listening to me? So all the time Jesus was saying, I'm just, I'm sending the same spirit which is mine. I just got to use temporary vessels to get it to you. Oh, God, are y'all receiving all this? And he said, he said he's going to prepare a people to meet the Lord. Can I tell you, if your family is out of order in chaos, you're not prepared for a visitation of God. Sometimes I got to applaud myself. Preach it, preach it, preach it, preacher, preach it. Yeah. Because your family being in order is, is because he don't come into chaos. What ushers in the presence is order in your home. And if you are privileged to have a dad at home and you're out of order, you have blocked the presence of God coming in your home. If you don't, mom, if you're not in alignment with a head, a heavenly father, and a earthly father who is pouring into you every week, you're hindering the flow of God into your home. Oh, come on now. We don't like this kind of teaching. 
So in other words, according to the words of Gabriel himself, you're not ready for the introduction of Christ and his kingdom until the family is restored. For unto us a child is born, a son is given, and the shall be upon his is anybody listening to me? And the increase of that government, it'll never stop. It's amazing to where we're praying for order in our chaos when order is really the fruit. Our, 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 our peace is the fruit of order. You're fighting for a peace you'll never get. All you got to do is turn around and get the family in order. And then peace will start filling your home. Same way in a church. Same way in the body of Christ. Can y'all receive this stuff? So according to this scripture, to us, a child is born, a son is given, and upon the shoulders shall be his government. Amen. His name is called Wonderful, Mighty God, Counselor, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his rule and peace, there'll be no end. Why? Because it's the perfect order of heaven manifested on earth. Can I tell you, Christ is the head, but he needed a soul shoulder upon which to place government of his kingdom, so he created the family. Not just any family. Let's let's come on. Let me let me get this last up in you. Not just any family, but a royal family. Are you living? Because that which is born of royalty is royal. That which is born of a king is kingly. That's why your Bible says Jesus is the King of and the Lord of. So when you're born of him, you become kingly. So now we're shifting from your average little civil, civic family into a family that has dominion. It's a royal family. He said, and upon the shoulders of this family, I'm going to put the key to the house of David. I'm going to baptize this family with authority. And what makes this family so powerful is it was born of God. It's the offspring of God. You're the offspring of God. It just didn't seem to go over real good. You're, you're the, in other words, people are running around joining churches when that's not legal. It's not legal. You can't just join my family. You start eating where I eat, sleeping where I sleep. But you just can't become a love. Oh, think now, think. Because you have totally different DNA than me. So he said, if you're going to be a part of my kingdom, you got to be born into it. you got to be born in it. Because if you're born of the Spirit, you are Spirit. That's why one of my closest brothers lives in Uganda, Africa. Cyrus Ra. Y'all know old Cyrus. We are, we are brothers from another mother. Are you listening to me? 
We are that close. One of my closest friends is in Kentucky. I got real close spiritual friends that we don't have to talk every day. We don't have to see each other every day. Amen. We, it can be months or even years. But when we get together, because we're born of the same spirit, it's like we never was apart. That's why so many people struggle to be a part of a church and never feels like a part. It's because they have joined religion and not been born of the Spirit. When you're born of the Spirit, you're not running. Oh, he didn't talk to me. He didn't call me. He didn't text me. Is anybody listening to me? Amen. It's because we 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 got the orphan spirit. We don't have the spirit of adoption. And they don't understand why. When you got someone who's connected in spirit that I may not talk to for years. But I'm never intimidated because I have the spirit of sonship. Oh, God, this is getting touchy. Because we don't understand family. And Benny, the reason we don't understand family is because your own family is so jacked up. So when we preach this stuff, we have a hard time getting a hold to it. I'm telling you, I don't care if it hair lips the devil. I don't know where I got that, but I just, I'm just mad at the devil. Amen. We're going to build the family here. We're going to set a standard here. Are y'all with me? Are y'all with me? Amen. And I've done come to understand when God begins to shake a family to, to put the real family back in order, some family members don't make the move. Woo! God Almighty, this is getting deeper. But let God shake it because he's shaking out this old mindset of an orphan spirit and he's bringing the spirit of family back to the church amen and he's restoring order to the church amen so God says you can't just join this kingdom you have to be born into it you have to be born of the spirit which leads me to my last scripture Isaiah 52 1 and 2 now, I've kind of run through this pretty quick because I know there's, I got stiff competition in the gym. Fried chicken legs. Can I get a witness? Don't sit there and look at me like that. You thinking about chicken too? Somebody even cooked me some dressing and punch bowl cake. Y'all are dismissed. God. God says, wake up and take your position. Come on, I need somebody to help me and I'll close pretty quick. Shake your neighbor right now and say, wake up and take your position. What position? As a child of God, as a daughter of God, as a son of God. Amen. Is anybody listening to me? Amen. You are part of the government of God. And when we get in one mind and one accord, we'll start shutting some things and opening some things. We'll start binding some things and loosening some things. My God, let the government do what it may. Now, I'm going to come back. I think I'm going to do a sermon on who to vote for. I'm not throwing government out because we got to live under these knuckleheads. But I'm just saying my hope is not in my next president or the next Supreme Court justice because God said I'll work and who's going to stop me? I don't care. Uh, I know it's all relative. I'm not downing it. And you need to know this is the biggest. This is the. I ain't even going there. Isaiah 52 and 1, did you get it? 
My God, ain't that awesome? Ain't that awesome? Do y'all see the resemblance? I may be old, I may be pot gut, I may be bald headed, amen, but don't you be fooled by my little weak frame because living inside of me, you listen to me, there's a lion. Hey, Benny, we may be getting old, but there's a lion inside of me and when they lay me in that grave, I'll be roaring with the voice of God and building the family. Fighting for the family. Isaiah 52 and 1 says, wake up, wake up. Wake up and, and put on your strength. Now remember what he said? We're not operating in our own power. He said, I'm going to take his garment and put it on you, and I'm going to put his girdle on you. In other words, I'm going to put his robe of righteousness on you, and then I'm going to gird you up with truth. Not your truth, his truth. Why? I'm just a son. I'm here to manifest a kingdom higher than myself. So if you ask me my opinion, I have no opinion, but I have an edict. Oh, somebody help me. I have no opinion about your left and right, but I have a word from God, and thus saith the Lord. You see my girdle of truth? I can't get caught up with your silly lies and fighting. and I can't be caught up in it. Amen, because I don't have the right to an opinion. I'm a son. I represent a father. So the only thing you're going to get out of me is what dad said about it. And his truth is absolute. Let me finish this. Come on, don't leave me now. I'm going to get to the line. Don't leave me, son. Don't leave me. Come back. I know where he's headed. So let me stall. He says, are y'all in Isaiah? Wake up, wake up. Put on your strength, O Zion, and put on your beautiful garments, O Jerusalem. What is your beautiful garments? Is when your nastiness is covered up with the righteousness of Jesus. You're just about ready to rule. You're just about, see, it begins with righteousness. You got to get the robe on first. First, you got to get right with God. First, you got to be born again. First, you got to be born of the Spirit, and now you got on the robe. And it's the robe of the righteousness nature of Jesus Christ. Amen. And then when you go from a child to being a mature son, you get the girdle around your waist. Amen. Of truth, where you begin to rule and reign in the government of God. Amen. Have you noticed how many businesses Sanford and Sons? <laughs> Nobody caught that. Y'all didn't watch that? So many times it's so-and-so and Sons. That's the general nature of things. That's the way it is with the kingdom of heaven. It's Father and Sons. And we're just carrying on the business of heaven. On earth. But we're doing it clothed in him and covered with his truth. I have never seen the lack of preachers who are muddying up the truth to fit the narrative of our condition in our nation as I see now. Men I respected and looked up to are now falling for the narrative that's coming through CNN, Fox News, CNBC, social media. Because the deeper they go in prayer, it's regurgitated revelation. They don't go deep enough or high enough. This family 
is nailed in a sure place, which is in heavenly places. Therefore, our opinion is of another world. Oh, my God. This is a lot for a Sunday morning, isn't it? That's why we don't get sucked into their narrative. The spirit of racism, that wound where proud flesh had grew over it, that it never was healed, all of a sudden has been gaped back open. It's the perfect opportunity for spiritual surgeons to come in and bring health and healing. It's the perfect. When God opens it back up of the hurting black brother and the hurting black sister, of, and it just grew over in his proud flesh, and ever so many years that proud flesh gets punched. Amen. But this year, he gaped her wide open again. And men and women of God have got to stand in a pulpit with the government of God and bring healing from the inside out. I just wondered, can this church believe they can be, amen, a total, absolute racial reconciliation? And I use that word racial lightly because you know I don't believe in racists. But just to make my point. But let me tell you, the answer is not in some Supreme Court justice, nor in some president. It's in here, and it comes through a family. That if there is one ounce of racism in this church right here, you are not a part of, you are not a, a family member of Life Church. You are not a family member, amen, of the kingdom of God. Black or white, amen. Because he said he's going to put the nail in a sure place and then he's going to hang on that nail. Expensive vessels, cheap vessels, big vessels, little vessels. Because in this kingdom, we're all on the same playing field. In this kingdom, there's no Jew, no Greek, no Hebrew, no slave, no bond, no black, no white. We are the kingdom of God. God's got to get the family healed. It's got to be healed right here. You two stand up. You two girls right there, stand up. Amen. Just join hands and just put your hand up in there. Amen. Somebody just get a picture of that. This is what the kingdom of heaven looks. They dance together. They worship together. They spend the night with one another. They swim together. Amen. I swim with these girls in my swimming pool at home. Are you listening to me? Why? Because we are family. And I might well tell you the truth right now. If you got one racist bone in your body, you are going to hell. Woo, write that down. I said you're going to hell. Pray for me, brother. But why? Because it's a sin. And sin ain't going in. That was profound. Sin ain't going in. I know what I need. Sin, sin ain't going in. Is it working now? We are a family. We love together. We fight together. We rejoice together. We cry together. Is anybody listening to me? Big vessels hanging with little vessels. Uh, white vessels hanging with black vessels. Uh, is anybody in this building with me today? It's the government of God. It is pure. It is holy. It is powerful. And it releases the kingdom of God. I got to I got a, is anything happening in the sound room? I can't stall much longer. 
They're trying to get me what I want back there. It's going to bless you. It's going to bless y'all. Hang in there. It's going to be. I'll just take my head off. It's, it's not working for me. Are y'all still in Isaiah 52? First, you got to wake up, church. We've been lullabied asleep by culture and the narrative. We just went to sleep. Oh, well, it's in too big of a mess. The world's going to hell. You know, they're going to fight. They're going to fight. We went to sleep. He lulled us to sleep. And so the prophet stands up and says, wake up. Wake up and put on your strength. Can I help you right now? He said, put on strength. Put on strength. That's strength. Oh, Father, please give me some strength. Please give me some strength, Lord. Give me some strength. I, I got, I'm not strong enough. Give me some strength. Give me some strength. Amen. Preach, would you pray for me? Lay hands on me that God would give me some strength. Are y'all with me? Lay, lay hands on me. I'm just so weak. I'm blown out of the water with everything that comes and I don't stand very well. Would you please pray for me some strength? Y'all fast. Beth, you got any scriptures for me? Amen. Are you listening to me? Amen. I just need people around me and I'd be stronger. Amen. There it is. Wait, wait, hold it. Is that you got it? You ain't got him doing it? You do? Y'all wait up. Hold on to that thought. Okay, let me hear him. One little. No, just hold. Just hold. Whoa, 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 whoa. Put on strength. Put on strength, he said. And we're, we're begging everybody to put on, give us some strength. Amen. When you got to take your position because you are a child of God. And he said, put on strength. So that means I got to grab what's already been made available to me. That I've been born of the spirit. I am a child of God. I'm not an orphan. Is anybody listening to me? I'm not an orphan. I've been born of God. I belong. Put on your strength. My God, somebody help me this morning. How stupid would it be for you to get up in the morning and you're in your whatever? <laughs> Bless you, Fluky. <laughs> and you get up in the morning. I declare in the name of Jesus, shoes get on my feet. You better pants, you better get on me. Rashatamakotamakata. <laughs> Uh, is anybody listening to me? That's how stupid it is, amen, to get up in the morning and say, well, maybe if I just run around with people with clothes, I would be clothed. No, you're going to be the naked one running around with people. Is anybody listening to me? That's how stupid it is. That's how foolish it is, amen. You got to get up in the morning and put your preacher's leg in one leg at a time. You got to get in your prayer closet and put your strength on one leg at a time and don't come out until you're dressed. My God, half of us run around naked. No wonder if the temperature drops, you're cold. God, this is too much. You got you to gotta put it on. Now, it's not abnormal. Do you get up every morning and put his pants on him and his shirt on him? Huh? 
That would stand up, Stephen. Look at this big glute. Huh? It would be plum foolish for her to get up and, Mama, I need you to put my clothes on me. Huh? He said, Really? I need you to put my clothes on me. Huh? You know what Mama says? You know what real government says? No, you get up, son, and you put your clothes on. You are not a child. It's time for fathers to stand up in the church and say, No, I ain't doing your Bible study for you. You put your strength on. Put on the whole arm of God. Put the helmet of salvation on your head. You big wimp. We've enabled people to stay babies. Hold on to Leo, I'm coming. He said, wake up, wake up, put on your strength, O Zion, the holy city. And then he said in verse number two, shake yourself from the dust. The church has been so inactive, we become dusty. Now, I can't make this stuff up. Matter of fact, if you have your phone and you have a Bible app on it, with the Greek or the Hebrew, I want you to pull up shake right now. Pull up shake. Shake, that's Isaiah 52 and 1. Shake yourself from the dust. The word shake comes from the root word of rustling of the mane. I knew you'd appreciate this. And is usually accompanied by a lion's roar. So he's saying, get up, get dressed, and begin to get your roar back. Give me my roar. Give me my roar. Come on, give me some volume. You are a lion. He is a lion. Come on, come on. He is a lion. Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Put on your strength. Put on your strength, body of Christ. This is who you are. Come on, come on. This is your prayer life. Give me some money. This is your prayer life. This is what worship looks like now. This is what worship looks like now. He came as a lamb, but now he is a lion of the tribe of Judah. Listen to me. Shake yourself means to rustle your mane and get your roar back. I need to close out with this thought right here. That same scripture says, after you've got your roar back, arise and sit down and take off your neck your bands. I come to preach to the family to take your position back. Because power is tied to proximity. You got to get your seat, arise and sit down. They're about to, if it goes through this new Supreme Court Justice, Amy Barrett. Right now, she's just Amy Barrett. She looked awful weak to me. Just a frail little woman. I ain't heard her say anything, but I saw her picture. Little old frail woman. And right now, what she says don't mean nothing to me. 
Right now, what she says don't affect me. It don't affect you. But if this goes through in a few days, she's going to take a seat. And when she takes her seat, it ain't got nothing to do with how weak and frail she is. It's got to do with the seat she's sitting in. Hey! Arise! Shake yourself and sit down! I saw her, she had on, I don't know what she had on, some kind of little dress or skirt or pants. I don't know what the woman was wearing. But in a few days, she's going to take a robe of authority and put it on. And when she does, the game changes. Don't, don't misinterpret it. I'm not preaching for her or against her. I'm talking about the seat. Has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with the authority you sit in. The, 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 they're skirting around in the courtroom. They're talking. And it's business as usual till the judge takes his seat. And when he takes his seat, he begins to execute justice. Shake your neighbor right now and tell him, take your place. Take your place, Father. Take your place, Mother. Take your place. If you're visiting here today or if you're just a casual member here today, I don't know if it's here for you or not, but you better find you a church that's got a father in it, not a preacher. Because preachers are a dime a dozen. And they're like quack doctors. They'll tell you anything to get your paycheck. You need a father who's got a father's spirit because that's what the glory hangs on. Can I tell you, fathers, in closing, you ought to thank God every day if you've got a spiritual wife. But let me tell you what, if you're not the spiritual leader in your home, your house is out of order. And that's why chaos keeps knocking. Get it in order. Get your roar back, Kitty. Get your roar back, brother. Get your roar back, Daddy. But let's get it back. Let's get it back with some balance to where we're not requiring you to submit to us. We're allowing you to come along beside us and fulfill the will of God. Has anybody heard from God today? I come to tell what's happening in the natural is happening in the spiritual. There is a transition of power taking place. I don't know if Trump's going to win or Biden's going to win. Everybody's got their own preference. You can't deny that. We live in this world. We're going to be affected by it. And I hope God allows me to really preach a message biblically on how you're supposed to vote. Because you see, that's another thing. You don't have an option to vote who you want to vote for. Just because you've been that party all your life. It don't, it don't even matter no more. Because our parties have been hijacked. We got to vote kingdom. I'm the son of God. I got to vote heaven. If I want God. Blessed is the nation. Thank you. Whose God is the Lord. 
We got to vote God. We got to vote His policy. Even if the person in office don't have the person of God, we got to vote the policy of God. I'm saving that message. And in that message, I'll tell you what political party I am. Not that you care. Amanda Jane, you're my sister. You're my sister by birth. You can't just throw that away or you'll be out of the will of God. Did y'all hear what I said? You can't just decide, I, I, I divorce you family, I'm going to get me another family. That's not kingdom. It's not kingdom. Can I help somebody right now? Well, I wouldn't have left if I wouldn't have got my feelings hurt. Do you know God let you get your feelings hurt so you could see where your priority was? You were a people pleaser. You were here for him. So I let him ignore you. You got your feelings hurt to shake some things up to realize, oh, my God, I'm not here for God. I'm here for you too. <coughs> that's, what, that's the safety of a family. The first place you learn how to negotiate is living with siblings. Huh? The, the first place you learn how to govern chaos is when you have kids. Come on now, is this real stuff? It's when you learn as a brother and sister how to give and take. Now look at this family on the back seat back here. Just look at them, y'all. Y'all wave at me. Them are my daughters. Y'all may not know it. Ask them. Are y'all my daughters? I mean, I know Hondi's daddy, but I mean, I'm a father to these girls. I, I've watched them grow up. I love these girls. And look at that smile. I don't know if our camera will do that. <laughs> look at that smile. You would, they are always so polite, but I guarantee they can tie in a fight. You ever seen one? <laughs> they just blew my theory. <laughs> Brothers and sisters can fight. Somebody told me one time because my sister was my praise team leader before I left Texas. And they said, man, I can tell you right now, it ain't going to work. Because brothers and sisters can't work together. But you know what I found? I found it was the greatest strength of my church between me and her. Because I could tell her flat out, I didn't like that song. You sung too long. And you killed it down. You brought it down. I always told her, leave me with something on high. And she'd get mad at me and argue with me. Next time we seen each other, we was... Loving on one another. You want to know why? Because we were blood. That's what happens to a church when we become family. Y'all stand with me. I'll quit. I'm ready to go eat some chicken legs, <laughs> turnip greens, and hog jaws. I need you to know in this altar call this morning, if you were brought here today, you were brought here to join up with something that is bigger than a religious movement. Hear me good right now. I know some of y'all probably going to start moving around to go prepare a meal. But I need you to know you're joining in with a family that has a father and brothers and sisters. You're, 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 you're closest to a kingdom church when you're in a family church. And I know family churches have a bad deal because it's blood family that runs a church. No, our blood is Jesus's. It's Jesus's blood. Not one family ruling. You've joined the family. 
And it's where you learn boundaries. You get rebuked, but you get encouraged. You get cultivated, and you get cut. It's the family. But it was the promise. God said, my kingdom rides in and hangs on the glory of a family. And God is saying, shake yourself from your sleepy state. Get your roar back. And I didn't preach it, but it says, take your seat and start pulling the chains off your neck. Quit waiting on someone else to loose you when you are a child of the king who can exercise the policies of God and start pulling things off you and begin to rule and reign in your life. Now, I'm not going to close. There may be someone that says this morning, you know what, I want to be a part of this family. Not Life Church. I want to be a part of the family of God. And these altars is open to you to come and kneel and be born into the kingdom. You can't just walk up and shake my hand and me give you a letter. No, you got to be born into the kingdom. You must be born again to be a child of the Spirit. But I'm telling you, our world is coming unraveled and they need an example of family. Multicultural. I'm not going to use that word multiracial because there's only one race and it's the human race. But we do have different cultures. To where in here, fancy jars and common jars hang on the same nail. Rich and poor hanging on the same nail. Isn't that great? To where nobody's better than anything, anybody else. And if you have that problem thinking you have a greater social standing than anybody else, right now you can just repent privately right where you are before God shakes it out in the open and everybody sees it. Go ahead. Go ahead and repent. Man, it, it always made me laugh when us men get together. It ain't going to be long. If I had never met you before, I'm going to want to know what you do for a living. Because then I can put you in a category if you're better than me. We do it. We do it based on, oh, you got a job making all that money. You must be way up there. Or, Is that all you? That's the way men are. It's so contrary to the kingdom. It's so contrary to the kingdom. Our social status and standing has nothing to do with our social standing in heaven. So I need you to know, and then I'm going to pray over you. You want to say something? I mean, before I dismiss, you want to say something? No? Okay. I need you to know there's being a transfer of power, not just at Washington, D.C., in the body of Christ. And God's putting his power back on the shoulder of the true family. And I want to be a part of that. Can I pray over you as you pray right now? Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you for the family. I want to thank you for my every brother and my every sister that is in this house this morning. I want to thank you, Lord, that there's safety in this house. There's chaos in our streets, but there's safety in your house. And remind the family that your reputation is hanging on us. Did you hear me?
Father, remind us your reputation's hanging on the church. Oh, God, come on, church, life church, help me pray. We want to represent you well, Father. We want to represent you well, that you be glorified. I pray over the families, the fathers, the mothers, that they'll take their rightful position, that true government can come into our house and they can be peace. You're going to find out money don't bring peace. Presence does. Presence does. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.